<clears throat> are we live <clears throat> wow wow early in the morning are we live of course we're live we should be live we should be live and direct man people deluded i'm back again i hope everybody's doing well and safe on this tuesday morning good morning good afternoon good evening and of course in some cases good night first and foremost you know i hope you've all got your health in all variations of it spiritually mentally physically all the rest of it i hope you're doing well and safe in relation to it being a new week if you didn't have a good week last week forgive yourselves it's gone you know there's no point crying over spilt milk you know just do what you can every day to move that much closer to your goals hopes dreams and ambitions and aspirations people it's as simple as that i hope you i wish you all the best on that i hope you will overcome in any adversity you've got in your lives and i hope everyone's doing well and safe and i hope everyone's family's all kushti and all of those sort of things man so yeah obviously there isn't too much to speak about you know the international break period is coming to an end i know people again ask me at 7 38 p.m on saturday if that's truly what i wanted but right now obviously i'm looking forward to our Arsenal eventually playing Liverpool in the Premier League and all the football just returning for the sake of it. I know you've got, I, I, actually, I don't know if it's been played, but I know you've got Brazil, Argentina to come. I know Italy may or may not qualify for the World Cup in that they probably are, but they're into the playoffs, as is Portugal, Switzerland have picked their plays. Um, so, yeah, man, there's one to in England, one 10 nil against some part-timers. I, I Respectfully against San Marino, you are part-timers. I do think... I, I don't know, man. I mean, Lee Dixon, you're an Arsenal man, so I'm not going to get on to you. But, you know, I do think it's a bit insensitive to remind viewers every second that these little part-timers, we get it. There's a golfing class. They're going to get smacked 10-0. But, I mean, this it's hardly a pity party, isn't it? Yes, there's a golfing class. I do think it's a bit insensitive when people say they should be banned. These sort of teams shouldn't play. I mean, what is that? You know, I, I personally wouldn't. But for them San Marino players, just playing on the same stage and being a regular person with some of these top-class players is a victory in itself people and football is deeper than just winning a game and qualifying for things you don't know what it could do for someone in San Marino there could be a little boy in San Marino with all the ambitions to be a footballer and represent his nation so I think it's a bit insensitive yeah there's a golfing class yeah they got better than things like that but football is way more deeper football is way more romantic than just winning a game and things like that I ain't gonna sit here and lie of course I wouldn't want to be in the San Marino team just running ring getting rings run around you clearly all them England players they recognize that you know the pitch isn't the best there was a couple of kicks but generally these players can't get near them Saka's having a million years on the ball Harry Kane's having a million years on the ball Smith Rowe the same Bellingham the same you know everybody's trying to do the cute touches to be fair to San Marino they did defend well they at least drew a save from Ramsdale big up Ramsdale for keeping his clean sheet you know the thing and as an Arsenal from an Arsenal perspective it's fantastic really you know you've got Ramsdale clean sheet you've got Smith Rowe goal and assist you've got Saka on the score sheet I mean to be fair I'm saying Saka's got two goals strikers finished for the first one in it Kane's you know found his goals again and I can't lie I've lost count for Kane he's, he's breaking records I think that's two hat-tricks in two games he got four last night if I can remember um, obviously, I think he's got 13 or 14 or even maybe even 15, anything from 12 to 15 goals this calendar year. Now it's hard to keep up. And it's been a good year for England. You know, again, you can say what you want about Southgate, but there's a real togetherness. He's qualified for the World Cup. Last World Cup, he got the semi-finals and he got to a final of the Euros. Statistically, in terms of scoring goals and these things, it's one of England's highest calendar years. So I can have my question marks whether 
he's the guy long term, but you can't disagree with anything. And I don't know if Smith Rowe's played his way into World Cup contentions. I think it's still very early and not just him. You look at Gallagher, he also had an impressive cameo for me in his 45 minutes. You know, they probably need to just keep, well, it's not even probably, they need to keep doing what they're doing, but they probably need a bit of luck and probably need to play to a higher level because clearly Southgate has his favourites, which are going against already. And probably there's only a certain amount of players. And for Smith-Rowe, it's nice. I said it yesterday. I don't want to keep saying it. He's had a good 11 months as a footballer now, Um, you know, as a real, real footballer being Arsenal regular and now getting in the England team, which is a nice touch. It shows him what can keep happening if he works hard. It's giving him something. Not that he doesn't have a reason to work hard anyways. And Arsenal is Arsenal, but representing the country is a different thing. So he's got a swagger in his step. It's obviously nice to get an assist. It's obviously nice to score. The only thing you'd probably, as an England lad, want a bit more than scoring for England in general is probably doing it at Wembley but other than that you know people came on did well Tammy Abraham good little touch for Smith Rose go and that's what Smith Rose about I think he had a cute game he did what he did still playing within himself still I don't want to say starstruck but I don't think he's he, he's it's quite dropped that yo all right cool you know these men are sick but I'm also sick still a bit in awe of everything as you would be you know cute touches on the left hand side him and Saka looking for each other at any given occasion you know the, 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 the goal Smith-Rowe scored is a typical Smith-Rowe goal. He makes that late run. And as an Arsenal fan, we don't have too many people that actually run off the ball. So I love it from Smith-Rowe. You know, I did want to see him a bit more. I like that he holds on to the ball and he retains it. Did want to see him stop for a sec, hold on to it, look up and turn and drive. I think he was um, favouring ball retention more than that. Wanted to see a bit more of a risk from Smith-Rowe, but I get it. And for Southgate, you know, you've seen, you clearly know what Smith Rowe's doing. You said he's been he's been close to the squad. You've used this opportunity to give him and a couple of other players opportunities. And he started against San Marino, got one, two moments against Albania. You've seen him, how he integrates. You've seen how he is as a person. You've seen him up and close in training. So hopefully Smith Rowe does his thing. I personally, obviously, for it, to be honest with you, Pickford didn't let the nation down in the Euros. He played well, so and Southgate probably isn't going to drop him. But I just think if you're Pickford, if you're Ramsdale, if you're Dean Henderson and you go out and get yourself some football for a year, um, you know, I think the England spot, the England goalkeeper spot should be a bit of a free, not a free hit, but there's the, everybody should be able to throw their name into the ring. How Mings is in the England squad, we don't know, but he is. Um, yeah, there was a lot. It was, it was clearly a squad that's impacted, but it is what it is where that's concerned people, you you know, again, it is what it is. And I, I guess if you support any of the, the, the clubs that of, of players that are playing, you hope nobody returns with any serious injuries or any knocks and niggles. And definitely from an Arsenal perspective, as we go into Liverpool, where Smith Rowe and Saka, for me, are starting really. So it is, it is, it is what it is in that regards, really and really and truly, folks. I hope everyone's doing well and safe, as I said. And obviously, what more can I can I personally say on that game? You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold, some fucking fan. Pardon me. I'd want to discount the opposition a bit, but some lovely passes from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Some, you know, Saka for me, man of the match, Arsenal bias included. But every Kane, obviously, doing what he needs to do. Defence not troubled, really. You know, Ramsdale had to save one shot where his positioning weren't the best, if I'm honest with you, in the build-up. And obviously, he's punched out at, at the corner. Apart from that... That's all he's had to do, really and truly. So it is what it is, man. You know, it is what it is. Again, <clears throat> 10 nil, in it. It's 10 nil. Like you played some part timers, and it looks like a game where part timers played, in it, respectfully to these part timers. So it is what it is, man.
England beat San Marino. What are you lot saying, people? Let me get into what you lot are saying. So that's that. Obviously, as well, on the topic of that, we'll get into that. Man said Trent or James, both generational. Oof. At what, though? Because it's even, you know. Funny enough, I think James is, I think Reese James's footballing IQ in general, like all aspects of the game, is higher than Trent's because I think, you know, I just think I, from what I've seen of Reese James, you know, I've watched him as a young man when he was, what, maybe eight, nine, he's playing up front. Obviously, everyone plays everywhere. But as he's got older, I've seen him play centre half well, centre midfield, right back. I, I just think he's very intelligent with a foot, um, in terms of football. I think Trent is. Trent's one of the fastest thinkers. Obviously, Liverpool fans will always show you that quickly, quickly taking corner. I've, I personally think Reese James is a bit more all-rounded. Like, I think James is better defensively than Trent. But I think what Trent offers you in the attacking third, you know, Reese James can't really chat to him right now. And I, even that, I'm being harsh on Reese James because Reese James against Newcastle, you know, a couple of times for England now, Chelsea, like he said, he's in the form of his life. It's a it's a very close one. I pro You know what? Trent's probably better than him, but I would prefer Reese James. You know, I, again, I, I don't want to say Reese James can be better than Trent, Trent, because yeah, it, it, it's close. But I just prefer Reese James. I just think he's a better general reader of the game. I just think, you know, I'm. I think on the whole, on the whole, I think Reese James is is more re all rounded. I think what Trent offers you, you know, the the free kicks, the assists, the going forward. I don't think Reese James can chat to him. I think there's a bit of a gulf. But I would say, you know. I think I don't think Reese is behind. Um, why I say I don't think he can chat to him is that obviously Reese James can pick a pass, he can do bare stuff, he can assist, he can score. It's just I've seen Trent do it for years to a serious level now. You know, you see him back smacking that free kick against West Ham, you see some lovely passes. Um, it's got to that level under Trent where I'm not amazed by it, you know, and I'm a bigger Reese James fan. I'm not amazed by it. Trent is normal, but Reese James, again, he can do it, he can do it well in terms of the aspect they're probably together. But I haven't seen him do it at this level to the standard of Trent consistently. You know, again, Reese James can do it. He has done it. And if he keeps doing it, we revisit this debate. I think Reese James is probably all more rounded. I think defensively, Reese James is probably better 1v1. I think his positioning is better. I think his reading of the game is better. I think his marking is better. I think um, Trent can go to sleep quite a lot defensively. But I think what Trent does... And what he's able to do right now at this moment in time, he can do it to a serious ability. I still think Reese James is finding him, but it's an interesting debate. And you know what? There's a reality they could play together. Reese James, I've seen, even seen him play midfield. I'm not advocating he's going to play midfield for England and 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 um, obviously Chelsea, but I think they're two fantastic players, man. You know, again, they're that two of the you know two of the strongest sides right now. It's crazy. I mean. Um, it all depends, really. You know, that's a good way. If you look at it from a winger, I mean, as a fullback, I would rather... I don't know. I'd rather be more like Reese James because I just think when you look at all the aspects of 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 defending, I don't think Reese James is below a five at anything. Same with Trent. But I do think Reese James is more rounded. I think he excels defensively and excels offensively. I think Trent is more... leans towards the attacking side, if that makes sense. And I, I think people overdo it with Trent defensively. Um I think I just think Trent, I think Trent's a quicker thinker in the final third, clearly, um, and whatnot. It's a very it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a tough one. As a winger, I don't know who I'd want to play against. I don't know if I want to play against Reese James. He's quick, he's strong, he's a good reader. You know, Trent is stubborn as well when it comes to defending. You know, clearly two of the best right backs in the Prem. Well, 
probably in world football right now. And it's an interesting debate. And, it, you know, it's, it's a shame, you know. I'd say it's a shame, not for them too, but we're sitting here, we're talking about Reese James and, and Trent. You've got them, you've got Lamptey, you've got Levermento coming on the scene. Unfortunately, James Justin got a serious injury, uh, what, over a year now for Leicester, um, and, and, and he'd be in it. Um, obviously, Arsenal plug, he's got no he's, he's got no opportunity of getting in there, but you know, Ainsley Maitland Niles has been called up. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent where it comes to fullback, and I, I, I think the next one for me, I will be Levermento. I think he's got something again. I don't know too much about it about his background, but Levermento ain't that that's surely got Italian last name or something. So if you're Italian or if he is eligible for another country, I'd be getting on the phone to his advisors and agents and all them things similar to what Germany were doing with Musiala and saying, yo, come and pattern up, man. But it's an interesting debate. And I think when you look at the fullbacks in general this season, man, I'm moving mad, you know, Trent, I can't lie, out of everybody, out of all the fullbacks in the Prem, I'd want to have Trent's life in, in terms of a football footballing perspective playing for Liverpool because, yeah, you have to defend, but you're going for, you know, your team is dominating possession for large periods of the game anyways. The assists are coming from the flanks anyways. The manager wants you to go forward. There's not too many times Trent has to defend really and truly, and there's not going to be too many games. Um, Reese James the same. I think with Aspilicueta's legs going, it's probably time for him to play as more of a member of the back three than out, than out wide, because I do think Chelsea have to compensate for that. Like, I look at the game away to Brentford, Kante's having to pull out wide, and and it kind of it, it kind of is killing their it kind of is killing their attacking way. You know, obviously, you know when you look at it, could you say what? Who would you say? You know, obviously you've got Trent moving mad. You've got Reese James moving mad. You know, Reese James against Newcastle with Solly. Reese James has been popping up in the final third as well, and I, I think Reese James has got a lot of potential. I just think Reese James needs to do things a bit more quicker. Like he's still got that a bit of academy football esque about him. Is that sometimes he's because he's cultured on the ball. He wants a million years. It's not even. It's not even that. It's not even a that thing. And then obviously in the Prem, you know, you can't really... Who would you say is the best performing fullbacks right now? You'd have to say Trent and Reese James. Well, you'd, I'd say Reese James um, first on current form. You'd have to say Trent. And then you've got Cancelo. And Cancelo, I mean, it's an interest. But I can't... I'm just happy to see fullbacks getting rated. I'm happy to see Dani Alves return to Barcelona. Cancelo's a madman in the final third, left and right back. Reese James play everywhere. Trent can do everything. Not a fan of the... the, the, the um, the experiment of putting Trent in midfield, I think he can do it, but it's a bit of a myth, um, really and truly. It's crazy. Levermento could play for Portugal, Scotland or England, see? Levermento, I can't lie, I thought there was Italian there, but see, if you're Portugal, you might as well clap him now, like, who else is going to get, like, surely he gets into that team, like, how many right-backs have Portugal got? Scotland, you might as well try as well. Reese James has seven goal, seven goal involvements in eight games. The man's moving mad. You know, the man is moving mad. They're both moving mad, really. And it's an interesting debate. Like I said, when you when you look at them, um, really, it's just a shame neither are at Arsenal because there's that homegrown thing. And then, obviously, as well, the, I'd say the most impressive thing, how much money has Trent Alexander-Arnold saved Liverpool? Especially when you consider, you know, not just the part that he's played individually and in winning the Champions League and the Prem and that, but literally, how much money has that saved them? Like, you know, if someone wanted to buy, let's just say Trent was at a Brighton or something, respectfully, how much is that? That's 50, you know, Ben White was 50 million. I would sit there and say 50, but Ben White was 50 million, you know. How much is Trent then, you know? If Reese James is at somewhere else, how much is that? You know, so how much money are they saving it? You know, they spent a lot of money on Van Dyke and Allison. How much does Trent save them? You know, 
how much does Reece James, is Reese James going to save Chelsea? Because I think he's a future Chelsea captain. I think, I don't want to say England captain because there's a lot of value, uh, variables, but the way Reese James carries himself, I think he's a, he could be an England captain one day. And he saved Chelsea a crap load of money, you know. And if he was ever sold again, not that they, you know, not that he will be sold, but he's going to be sold for both of them ridiculous peas, really and truly, you know. World record sums for fullbacks, really. And I'm loving it, really. Fullbacks are the most important in the game. We're finally getting the respect we deserve. So, yeah, man, I would say that, man. In, in terms of general current form, I don't know who I would say are the best performing in the Prem. I would say it's between them three. I say three. It, specifically, we've been talking about Reese James and Trent. I would also throw Cancelo into that. Shameless Tommy Asu plug. Tavares plug. Now I'm playing. Um, they're nowhere near. Um, I'm trying to think. To be fair, I think Cresswell's been playing quite well for West Ham. I think Cresswell's been, been in good form as well. I don't know where the England team goes and whatnot, but yeah, he's been decent. I feel Chilwell's been finding his feet recently as well, you know, after a big, well, mentally a big a big summer for him where he's disappointed not to play in the Euros and sometimes he's in and out the Chelsea team. Um, who else is there? I've said Trent, Reese James, Chilwell, Cancelo. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Luke Shaw on the flip side of things. I don't know what I'm going for Luke Shaw. Um, Wambasaka, do you know what it is? I like Wambasaka. I think Wambasaka is one of them, man. Yeah, where if you had a real, you see, like with Calvert Lewin, you can see the work that that Duncan Ferguson did with him. Or you look at Pochettino, you could see the work he did with Danny Rose and Kyle Walker to a degree. And obviously, Pep taking my man to another level, and that's a um, Karen Walker to another level, and that's another one who's performing well. But Wambasaka, I think he's got a lot of old habits, you know. I, first thing, I can't believe he used to be a winger. Like, I, I don't think, I don't know how you went through the Crystal Palace system being a winger. Football's a funny old game of opinions. My, game, my opinion isn't relevant because I'm not no scout for them. They thought you could. End of the day, they made 40, 50, however many much selling you to United. Academy prospect being sold to the biggest club in England is a success story. But what I mean by that is I find you're not, you know, you're not one of them fullbacks where at least you could say you're very poo defensively, but you overcompensate going going forward. I don't think he's bad as people make out defensively, but for playing for Man United and the modern game, he is quite meaty. He's got a lot of poor defensive habits, like a lot of things that helps um, Wan-Bissaka is his defensive things that people give him credit for. He switches off quite a lot. He doesn't follow runners. You look at the game against Leicester where he's trying to, you know, he's, he, he switched off for the free kick. He's giving it away and then he's trying to nonchantly flick it out you know he's got a lot of bad habits I just don't think he's a Man United fullback you know again I do think there's potential there but he looks like he's got a lot of bad habits and between Ole Gunnar Solskjaer Michael Carrick it doesn't look like these guys and whoever's around doesn't look like these guys can uncoach these bad habits so I actually think wan is in trouble really that's an area to be looking at you never know wanting to get play well and that I like wan but I just think he's incredibly meaty and we'll call that first bit the fullbacks union. And if you don't know what that was, we was planning to. I was planning to have a show. Obviously, I'm a Sunday league fullback, so why not have a little bit of fun where you know we talk about fullbacks or what's going on with fullbacks in world football, the Premier League, or in general? So I think that will be the first instalment. Really, I'll just cut that clip up. Uh, fullbacks union show. Reese James. James or Trent. I don't know. I think, do you know what it is? I just think, I think Reese James is more all-rounded at, at the whole aspect of being a fullback. But I just think what Trent does, Reese James can't do it to that level at this moment in time consistently. It's a good debate, man. 
My bias is towards Reese James, but my bias is also towards Trent. I'd say Trent's better than him at this moment in time, but it's not a golf, if that makes sense. It's not definitely not no golfing, and it's a good problem for England to have. Obviously, you throw into that kit, you know, you throw into that Kyle Walker, he's not going to be around forever, but still, at least for the World Cup, he'll be there. Don't worry, lads, Trippier will start at the World Cup. Yeah, you know, Trip, you you know yourself, Trippier is playing fullback, Trippier is playing left back, so it's a bit of a myth, man. I think they are generational if they stay fit and healthy, their numbers and achievements in the next 10 years will be nuts. I wouldn't personally, I think um, Reese James and Trent are very good players, but that term generational, I think is thrown away, thrown around quite a lot. To be fair to you, a lot of these new English players, you could say are generational, they're doing their thing. But when I see generational off the top of my head, I think Harlan, I think Mbappe, I think Lionel Messi, I think these sort of guys, I think R9, I think Ronaldinho, I think Neymar. I'm not sure if these are generational. Which, to be fair, a lot of these England players, I think Foden is generational out of these England boys. Big fan of Saka, you know. Saka, Greenwood, they might be able to. I wouldn't go as far as to say that yet, even though I really want to say that for Saka. And I'll be I'll be honest, more so Greenwood, I think he, he somewhat is. But I only believe in my heart at this moment in time, convincingly, I could say Phil Foden is. Um, I'm not saying Reese James or Trent ain't. I just think it's thrown around quite a lot. Really, I, I think so. You know, Pedri, Asufati, that's generational for me as well. Now, obviously, sound like I've got a bit of a bias going against the English, but yeah, man. Big shout out to everyone. Some interesting comments, man. Would be an honor to play and get smacked up. I would never stop talking about it. And I think it's, you know, what it is with the whole San Marino losing 10 0. It's what I call the big, it's almost like. I don't like to make sense, but it's like the it's like first world privilege. It's like for you, like, oh, let's 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 back, let's segregate this tournament. Let's not let them qualify. Oh, we beat a bunch of part timers, but for some man, you don't know what's going on in their country. Again, I don't think San Marino's that, but if there's conflict, the football can pull them together. It can act. It can unite. Football has stopped wars. Obviously, you're representing your nation. Certain countries are only just getting football teams and things like that. I'm not saying San Marino's that. Obviously, just to see you, you know, if I'm, I'm here, some, the commentator was saying things like, oh, what was he saying? He was like, oh, some of them have had to take annual leave. Bro, if I'm taking annual leave and I'm playing Saka, Foden, Harry Kane, all these guys, and we lose 10 0, what a man telling me, really and truly? Me, I'm making sure I at least hit the post or do something wavy and clip that up and send that to the galley and say, look, man's an international footballer in that. You know, I'm trying to not make someone say I not made Harry Kane or Saka or Trent, or I'm trying to do something, mash up the clean sheet. But, you know, it would be, you know, that's. That's the biggest game certain man will ever play. And it's, and as much as people mock them, I find it quite funny. People mock them. But bear man are in the, me included. I didn't mock them, but me included, man are just in their yard. Like, you can call them part-timers. You know, maybe if we were from San Marino, we'd get an opportunity. But you can say they're part-timers. Bro, they're playing international ball. They're playing in an official FIFA-recognised tournament, bro. What are we doing? So it is what it is. On that topic as well, people, please make sure you're checking out your Twitch schedules because I'm going to, you know, obviously big up my guy James Redmond. He only, you know, I wanted to get it late, done later on in the week. Obviously, I shouted him a bit, well, he replied a bit late and it's a bit of a madness. So we're going to do the review. I mean, the preview for Arsenal Liverpool now at 1 at one p.m. being now on Twitch. So I appreciate him. It's better than nothing. We're getting something done. So any questions, talking points from an Arsenal or Liverpool perspective you want to provide, check out my YouTube community tab and you can comment it there or store it mentally. And then is what it is. I'm a United fan who hates Arsenal, but tune in every morning. Big up DGS. 
you know, I appreciate you again. We can't all be smart in life. We can't always make great choices. So I appreciate the fact that you recognize you've picked a, uh, you know, a really poor team to support. But And I don't know why you hate the greatest team in the world now I'm playing. But on a serious note, love for your support, my dude. I appreciate that. And, and not just you, anyone, whether you're Arsenal, whatever. We have a laugh and a joke and whatnot. But we're fans of the game first, our club second. That's the only way to truly look at football. Trent and James, not generational, in my opinion. They are good fullbacks, not generational. I'd go with that. Reese James, a unit. Harlan is generational. There's levels to it. James and Trent won't be anywhere near close to Ashley Carr's a fullback. They're not generational. I think they're better than him going forward, but yeah, man, they're not gonna, they're not gonna. Probably not going to be that pound-for-pound pound prime, Ashley Cole, but it is what it is. They have great careers, though, man. Interesting debates. Man said, Lever Mentel's going to end up playing for Scotland. Portrayal got... Portrayal? Portugal got Pereira, Cancelo, and England got re, got James, Trent, Walker, Trippier, Wambasaka, Lamptey. To be fair to you, I'll back Lever Mentel to... Trippier and Walker are not going to be here forever. I can't lie, I, I rate I rate Levermento a bit more all-rounded than Lamptey, you know. I'll be honest with you. I think he's better than him, really. I think Lamptey's good, but I think man overgas it. Same way Levermento's only been here two minutes. I think Lamptey's got a lot to work on. Good going forward, a bit meaty defensively, you know. He makes up for it with a lot of it pe with pace. Great player, won him at Arsenal, but I actually think Levermento's better than him, really. You know, I know Chelsea at some point, they might revisit bringing back Levermento or Lamptey, and I think Lamptey's messed, and I hope Chelsea leave him so we can have an opportunity. But I'd probably rather go for Levermento. Unless Wambasaka gets a serious coach, then I don't think Lamptey or Levermento have to be scared of Wambasaka, provided they keep doing what they're doing and bringing what they're bringing to the table, man. Wambasaka is just an old school right back. Is he though, Carl? I would say Tomiyasu is an old school right back. Wambasaka is not good at the old school stuff. I hear you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Man said Wambasaka dribbles like he's wearing high heels. <laughs> then Puerto Crips in it. Defensively, Wambasaka and Carl Walker are similar. You will see Walker give his man 20 yards because he knows he can catch him. I disagree. I think well, I think Carl Walker is a twice the better reader of the game. Then that man said, name me, name me one San Marino player. Bob Smith, bro. Like, bro, man can't name no San Marino player. But at the end of the day, I can't name him. But, bro, you can't name him. But he's a he's an international footballer. You know, obviously, I could do without seeing that one-sided game. Because what did we learn? It's a shameless thing. I'm happy to see Smith throw Saka, all the man there, play some part-timers, bad them up. Get some things to gas up. Ramsdale, shameless clean sheet. Shameless clean sheet. It's a good way to end the international fixtures for the year. But that's where it ends, really and truly. They need to make a super league for international football. Not sure I agree, but I hear that man. Got to respect the San Marino thing. They could have easily assimilated into Italy for football. They could have. They could have done the shameless thing. Nani, you know what? I was thinking in my head. I know there's a player that has a similar name, but I couldn't. The only San Marino player that did himself injustice is my man who got himself sent off in it. He rubbed out. Like, just stay on the pitch. Just stay it down. Just keep it down to 
in the same number. On that topic, though, people, not even on the topic, on the topic of a World Cup, apparently the EFL, which is obviously League One, League Two in the Championship, they've announced that the league will start on the weekend of July the 30th. So any Arsenal players that are going out on loan, we're going to have to do that quicker. As you know, every league in every country is going to be a bit chocker block and a bit mashed up next year because of the Winter World Cup. Like, there's going to be a break. There's going to be a break where um, the, the Premier League is concerned. Um, apparently, the, pre the Championship campaign will then pause for five Five weeks in November slash December, like the Prem, to accommodate the Qatar World Cup. Apparently, match round 16 in the Championship, which is scheduled to take place on November the 12th, will be the final round of fixtures played ahead of the tournament. The season will then pause with the Championship resuming on the 10th of December, following the end of the World Cup group stages. Apparently, League One and League Two seasons will continue throughout November and December as usual. Um, on the topic of well of the World Cup, people, um, I can actually read the playoffs the, the teams that have actually been called up uh, that have officially qualified for it people when you look at the Qatar 2022 World Cup and I know England are getting a bit of a rap sheet over the human rights stuff in Qatar you've got the home nation in Qatar you've got Germany you've got Denmark you've got Brazil you've got Belgium you've got France you've got Croatia you've got Spain you've got Serbia you've got England you've got Switzerland so we hope Bakayo Saka Smith Rowe Ben White and obviously Ramsdale go with England Xhaka is obviously going to go with Switzerland Boy, Spain is Spain, in it? You know, Bellerin's not here. It don't really matter. We hope, when I hope Gwendozi goes with France. I hope Saliba the same. I hope anything, really. Belgium, we're hoping on Lukonga. Brazil, Gabriel and Martinelli the same way. You know, I would love Brazil to go as far as they can in this World Cup. And obviously, when you look at the players, people, you've got Portugal, Scotland, Italy, Russia, Sweden, Poland, Wales, North Macedonia. So, again, a couple teams, big teams there might not make it there, you know. It'd be a shame to not have Ronaldo then. What's probably his last World Cup? Italy just won the Euros, and if they're not in the World Cup, what does that say? Wales have a good chance, and it's Gareth Bale. You've got Sweden in the mix as well. North Macedonia probably don't have a chance, but you can't rule out anyone really and truly. So that's that where they're concerned, people. Make sure you're following and subscribing. Also, make sure that you're here for my watch along. A man said watch along my live stream at eleven thirty. Yeah. Money's on France. Money can't not be on France, man. Brazil, France, England. Teams with the most icy freeze. If it gets past that, then yeah, it's what it is, really. You know, unfortunately, JAM Barbados can't reach. So it is what it is, really. What Caribbean nations are there? No Trinidad and Tobago or nothing. Nothing to get behind. Would have showed some solidarity, but solidarity. Solidarity. Is that the word? Yeah. But it is what it is in that regards, man. Two, what else have we got in here, people? Is that what we've spoken about? We've spoken about Smith Rowe and that. We'll get on to Steven Gerrard in a second. Always a French thing. Always a French thing. I hear it, people. Um, apparently, Stevie Gerrard has been speaking, people, and he's been, you know, I can't lie. I, I would, provided this is the same, this is the same thing. He sent a bit of an indirect to, to I, I don't want to say Frank Lampard, but it does seem like a bit of a Frank Lampard indirect people where it was like oh a lot of people who had good a lot of, i see a couple people had good playing careers they would thought it was going to be a good manager and all of those sort of things it was mad apparently Stephen gerald admits the opportunity to to become aston villa head coach was too big to turn down while the former liverpool captain said he will do his best to ignore the noise over the 
over next month's Anfield return. You can't ignore that, you know. You, you can't ignore that, especially when your contract is 2024, as is Jurgen Klopp's, you know. By that stage, Klopp would have been there nine years. I can't see him staying past that. I can't see him. He, you know, Klopp is what Klopp can get as Klopp and Pep could get as far as they can. They're two of the best chances to probably get close to replicating the years that Ferguson and, and Arsene Wenger are at their clubs. But I can't see either manager doing that. So obviously, if Gerard does his thing, then obviously the mantelpiece could be passed on. The prodigal son returns home, former captain as a manager and things like that. Aston Villa is a good club to take over. And I think range, I think the Rangers experience Gerard has gained to go with Liverpool's under-18s. Of course, you could always be more prepared, more experienced, but he's done a lot more than a lot of people. And, you know, it's, it's football. It's not rocket science, really. And he's got a fantastic bunch of players. I'm sure he's, you know... The man that he was as a player will galvanise everyone, galvanise everyone. But then obviously you're, you're going to need more. Bro, he should be sending it at Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes gives it the big and didn't he get sacked by like Oldham or something? And anyone can get sacked, but people need to be a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit humble. And obviously it could even be the Neville's, you know, Neville, Phil Neville somehow gets a woman's job, a woman's job in women's football off the back of nothing. You know, Gary Neville got the Valencia job as 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 a as, as a back off the back of nothing. Sure, he was a quick throw, and it was a myth. Aston Villa sells itself an iconic club. I know it pretty well from the outside, and I'm very much excited to get involved inside and start building up relationships. I like a challenge. I like a risk. It's something I'm looking really forward to getting into. This club will suit me because I know the fans are very passionate, and there's a demand and pressure to win. That's something I've lived with since I was 17. Going all the way down, he said, I was first aware of Aston Villa's interest on Wednesday. I had a call from my representative. And when the phone call sunk in, I wanted this to happen very quickly because first and foremost, the opportunity was too big. So, you know, this again, I can't tell you this for true, but surely Gerard, based on what he's been doing and the links we've seen, this can't be the first job that's directly or indirectly offered it to him. So he, he clearly assumes that, OK, I'm ready now. I'm ready to make a meal of this. I'm ready to move to the Premier League. I've, I've, I've You don't want to say you could always do more, but maybe he feels the end of the cycle potentially at Rangers or maybe he doesn't believe that it's just... For what it is, we can just accept it at, at what he said at face value and that this is too good to simply turn down. From there, it happened really quickly. Credit to Villa, the speed they got things done, not just me, the staff that I'm bringing as well. I must also pay my respects to Rangers, who were very professional in the deals as well. Very crazy, very quickly. But when you're in that situation, the last thing you want is for it to drag out. As you know, people, his first home game as Aston Villa boss is Brighton on Saturday at home. And then obviously this and then. You know, all eyes turn to December the 11th where he, you know, he plays Liverpool. He said, listen, I don't think me or anyone else will be able to control the noise. For me, that's not important. What's important is the chance to go to Anfield and win. That's the attitude we'll, we'll have going into the game. It is what it is. I want to win every game that I play in. Now my priority and focus and everything I'll give on a daily basis will be for Aston Villa. One thing I can guarantee the supporters, the staff, the, the players and the staff here. When I commit to something, I'm all in, and I I actually like that. And I'm keen to dis, I'm keen to see what more he can do. He paid homage to Dean Smith and said it'd be a tough act to follow as well. He paid homage to him as well, people, and said he has to give respect and whatnot. I can't find his comments for when he was sending indirects, but he sent indirects. You know, if you go on, you go on Aston, watch the interview on on Aston Villa. On Aston Villa's website, and you can see him. He's like, well, some coaches 
they, they you know they get jobs and then this and that and all of this it was quite it was it was quite interesting um west ham fans aren't going to be happy people west ham have released a statement demanding uefa give clarity for their fine and fan band and are also disappointed at the short notice given they've also confirmed they'll refund fans who bought tickets and you know as you know they're not allowed to go and and travel for the for the europa league game league um europa league group h fixture better yet against jenk on the 4th of november people um, because sorry, because of that, that's what's led to this. Sorry, um, it's early in the morning, and you know, you saw a tweet from Declan Rice, he wasn't happy with this at all. But allegedly, West Ham can confirm that they have received an email late this afternoon, which was yesterday, informing us that we are subject to sanctions from UEFA in relation to our Europa League Group H fixture against Gen on Thursday, the 4th of November. The club has been fined. 34 and a half thousand euros and also informed that our supporters are unable to travel for our next Europa League away fixture. The club are urgently seeking clarification from UEFA, particularly given the extremely short notice of the sanction which will impact our supporters who have already bought tickets and made travel arrangements arrangements to travel to Austria, our match at Rapid Vienna in just over a week. And the club went on to say they've written um they've written um to UEFA, they've requested written full reasons and they've requested a, a hearing over this really and truly. And like they said, they're very disappointed and I would be any fans that are disappointed allowed from supporting their team or travelling to support their team, there's going to be issues. Away from that, Lyon manager Peter Bowles says the Champions League is becoming a Super League, people. He went on to say, if such a competition does not see the day, the Champions League will become kind of a Super League. Anyway, look closely. The final of the Champions League is now being played on a weekend. Soon it will be the semis, then the quarters. In 10 or 15 years, Ligue 1 will be played on Wednesdays and the Champions League over the weekend. That's it's the big clubs don't want to lose too much money. And it's true. And provided Lyon get into Europe, you know, obviously, if the Champions League becomes a Super League, we're going to see the Europa League somewhat follow suit and so on and so forth. forth. And Lyon are broke. So I don't think President Ulas would say no, especially because Lyon might not be Lyon. But again, PSG, Marseille, Lyon, these are the clubs that, you know, football French heritage to me as an ignorant fan looking at it. So they will probably be leaned upon. And he's right. That's where we're going. We're going to see Super League. We're going to see Champions League, a European final played in America and all over the country, all over the world. You know, probably see group state. It won't surprise me if sooner or later there's going to, you know, Liverpool, for example, that you know, they're in the Champions League. There'll be a day and age where, for instance, what they had Atletico in their group and whoever else, there'll be a, a stage where you don't play any of your group stage fixtures in your home stadium. There's going to be that. We're, I told you lot already, we're going to see managers go out on loan. We're going to see permanent transfer windows open, free transfers all the time, draft picks, multiple managers managing one team, managers going out on loan teams getting promoted from the championship and then winning the league straight away. Every team from team one to 20 from August to May can get relegated and promoted. We're getting into a crazy day. We're getting into a crazy era of football. We're getting into a crazy era of football that we knew it, people, and we loved this gone. And and I'm not saying we should accept it, but I think when you, when you look at what's going on, you can really see football that we loved is gone. Like it really is. And I don't think Boas is wrong with what he said here, really and truly. Um, apparently, Eric, Eric, um, Eric Abidal has been summoned or better yet questioned as part of an investigation into the Homori attack where obviously, you know, Aminita, Aminita 
Diallo was held in custody and obviously released again at this moment in time. They've moved, the, the investigators have moved away from the scenario of a developing rivalry. So if she is innocent, I don't think you should be vocal in condemning and silence to, to praise isn't the right word, but silence to tell the truth. She deserves an apology. She probably should open legal proceedings against a lot of these journalists and she deserves to, the same sort of the same sort of energy it was used to condemn her. But apparently French reports are saying that Eric Abidal is set to be questioned by police as part of an investigation into the attack on the PSG um, ladies player Keira Hamouri. Um, after teammate Diallo was held in custody last week over a suspected link, investigators are now moving away from a scenario of a rivalry between two players being at the heart of an incident. Instead, a potential scenario involving the former Barcelona director taking out revenge on Homori over their past relationship is taking shape. Police have now investigated that the phone chip on Homori's phone had been registered under Abidal's name, which appears to confirm that the two had a close relationship Um Apparently, the public prosecutor has also confirmed the former fullback will be questioned soon, while the possibility of his wife, Hayat Abidal, being questioned is not excluded. So is this an affair? Is this a past relation? I don't know. According to several of the PSG players who were questioned, Hamori called Abidal the day after the attack. Abidal was the director of sport at Barcelona from 2018 to 20, while Hamori obviously played for them from you know 2018 to 2021. The assault took place as Diallo and Homura were driving home from a team dinner when two masked men obviously stopped the car and dragged the latter out, hitting her repeatedly with an iron bar, causing injuries on her legs and hand. According to the two players, the attacker said, so we've been so we've been sleeping with married men, have we? Boy, 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 boy. Apparently, when contacted, Abidal's lawyer said, I've spoken with him, but for now, I won't tell you anything at all. So again, people are, are keeping their cards close, firmly close to their chest. which is a bit of a mazzle. Um, So, yeah, it is what it is where that is, people. It's a bit of a mad one there. You know, I'm sure you also, um, France recently, absolutely bully Azerbaijan, or Kazakhstan. Was it Azerbaijan? I think it was Kazakhstan. I can't say the name, but I think Mbappe scored four goals. I didn't watch it, but I think he scored four goals and that must have been a record. Abidal might be done, man. Abidal might be done. Well, he might be done again, innocent until proven guilty, or if not that, an air of innocence until facts come out. Because as we've seen with the Diallo thing, you can't just be condemning people left, right and centre. But boy, it don't look good. It don't sound good. It ain't good, if that makes sense. Um, let me read out some of, let me read out the results, people, as well, if you've been missing football within the last 24 hours as you know Ireland and Italy drew nil-nil you know Switzerland Northern Ireland you know I've been working Italy in their last two games Switzerland defeated Bulgaria 4-0 Austria beat Moldova four goals to one Israel three Fair Islands two Scotland won 2-0 against Denmark you saw Tierney in top form and also Robertson Albania beat Andorra 1-0 Poland lost 2-1 to Hungary England won 10-0 against San Marino Georgia won Uzbekistan nil, Lithuania one, Q8 one. Ra, Holland's under 21s defeated Gibraltar's under 21 7 nil. Wait, crazy. Where's the French scores? Um, on Sunday, people obviously Serbia beat Portugal 2 1, Republic of Ireland 3 Luxembourg nil, Germany won 3 4 1, sorry, against Armenia. 
Lichtenstein lost 2-0 to Romania. North Macedonia beat Iceland 3-1. Greece and Kosovo drew 1-1. Spain, courtesy of Morata, if I can remember correctly, won 1-0 against um, Sweden and certified their qualification. Croatia also there and they beat Russia 1-0. Modric might be signing a new one-year deal at Real Madrid. Slovakia 6, Malta 0. Slovenia 2, Cyprus 1. Uh, Azerbaijan 2, Qatar two so again don't know where them games there and today obviously i'm not going to go all the way back in terms of football you know you've got france finland you've got bosnia i believe against ukraine you've got czech republic against estonia wales against belgium Gibraltar versus La uh, latvia holland versus norway in, in you know if holland don't win that they can draw themselves out montenegro against turkey a bagger under 21 action people Bear under 21 games. I'm not going to read them all out to you people. You even you got France, you got Belgium's under 21s, you got Spain's under 21s, Croatia's under 21s, Portugal's, Poland's, Wales. Where's England? I swear England's are in action today. Yeah, England's are in action today. I think that says 2 p.m. You sure we're playing at 2 p.m. BBC? Nonetheless, it says 2 p.m. in it, so that, don't shoot the messenger. I'd all do a bit of research, guy. It says 2 p.m., but it's sounding brazy in that regards, people. I'll be down. Questioned by police. Sorry, folks, just making sure the timestamps. I'm stamping, if that makes sense. We got the Twitch gang, and obviously, 11.30, we're back over there on YouTube, people, and then we're back here at 1. Bro, these lot are just mad. People are just moving brazy. People are moving brazy. I mean, should we should we have a bit of transfer talk, people? There actually isn't much to get onto, so to close this up, we might as well look at some of the transfer news that's going on in world football, man. Transfer news. Let's start with the BBC because I had the I had the tab open on my phone. Might as well just go back on it and humor ourselves. Apparently, Barcelona are working silently on a deal to lure Liverpool and Egypt forward Mo Salah to the North Camp with Xavi wanting the 29-year-old at all costs. Well, I mean, at all costs, you're going to need to get rid of about 15 players at Barcelona. What You want to sell Lynette, you want to get rid of Sergio Roberto, you want to get rid of Umtiti. Coutinho, there's question marks about uh, Dembele with that contract. You know, you've got Braithwaite, you've got Luke de Jong on loan, you've got a bag of finances not being used correctly. So they need to sort that out before they bring in players, obviously, people, and maybe find some investors. And for Liverpool and Mo Salah, again, at what point are Liverpool going to say enough's enough? He's a great player. We're just going to need to replace him because they could give him the 500-odd grand a week. And he, arguably, he could be worth that because he's 29. He's got a lot number of years left, you know, probably going to cost more to replace him or whatnot. But it's going to mess up the way structures. Let's just say, you know, you, you can't, let's just say he falls off at 31, 32. You're not going to get away with that really and truly are you. And it's going to have knock-on effects for who you bring in. Not every player is going to be able to say, I want 500K or I want parity with Salah. But if you try to bring in people that are of the same structure of Salah or the same standard, it is. And I don't know if that's what FFG want, um, FSG want. Um, and obviously, you know, it, 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 it the existing players, you know, because if I'm Van, I know these guys have signed new deals and I'm not saying everyone can get 500k. But if I'm just to make an example, if I'm Fabinho, Van Dijk, Trent Alexander-Arnold, half of the, everyone's a good player at Liverpool. But the core, I'm saying, listen, Salah's got this, I need this. If I'm Trent, for example, I'm saying, listen, 
I'm probably going to end up being the captain of this club. I'm probably going to be here when Salah, Klopp, probably even FFG keep it moving. I need this, that and the third. It's a bit like when Chelsea were linked with Haaland, not that they were going to get him, but, you know, that wage structure would have, you know, you can do it for players that are worth it. But again, that, that is something to consider. And, you know, for Salah, maybe, I know, maybe, you know, like what Wenger said, running down your deal could be the best thing because you might be able to get the terms you want elsewhere, really. And, you know, the longer his contract runs out, you know, he's in a, he, he can he can he he controls all the variables as much as he loves it at Liverpool and probably doesn't want to leave. He's not a Liverpool fan. You know, this is a man from a very young age has left Egypt, gonna lived in in Basel, gonna lived in England now, lived in 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 London in well two different parts of England. Um, lived in Italy. Football's a job, so he has no problem adapting or probably leaving. You know, it's not his home. He didn't grow up a Liverpool fan, so things will have to happen. So he could leave with his head held high. They said I was a flop in England. Psh. What they're going to say about Mo Salah now, and obviously a couple of trophies to put it nicely to match in it, and then now you can, you know, I don't know what his dream was. You know, maybe when he's young, he's one of them. My dream was to play for Real Madrid and Barca and these things. He can go do that for Liverpool. They're going to need to replace that, which again, there's an issue. Now I'm not too sure on the need of that rumor, but if he, if it became apparent that this time a year from now. A lot of people are going to be interested to Salah. You probably imagine a lot of people indirectly are thinking what's, what's going on, really and truly. Apparently, Barcelona are also monitoring Aspilicueta's situation at Chelsea. He's in the final eight months of his deal and could become a free transfer. And to be fair, that's a, that's a, that's a Barcelona signing. Barcelona's bid to sign Raheem Sterling from Manchester City, however, on loan, doesn't look easy because of the financial situation and the 26-year-old's demanded wages. Juventus are keen to offload um, Kulisevsky. Um, and apparently a swap deal between Nicolas Pepe and Kulisewski has been suggested, but the Italian club prefer cash. Newcastle are keen on France and Monaco midfielder Tuchamani, who is also wanted by PSG, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City. The man's a very good, he's going to be a very good number six, in my opinion. Someone needs to buy him. Um, Aston Villa want to sign Rangers defender Nathan Patterson following Steven Gerrard's arrival, but face competition for the Scotland right back from, again, Atletico PSG. And Bayern Munich. Allegedly, you know, obviously, you sure Dean Smith made a quick return to management. Apparently, Nuno Espirito Santo is keen to make a quick return to management in the Premier League after being sacked by Tottenham. But his agent is also teeing up a move to France with Lyon and Lille possible destinations. So that means there's question marks over the Lille gaffer and question marks over Peter Boros over there at um, at Lyon. AC Milan have joined Chelsea and Atletico in the race to sign Ali Cho from Angers, the 17-year-old. I don't think he should be in any rush to definitely return to England. He used to play forever. And, um, but just keep developing. You're doing what you can. Apparently, Wolves, Burnley and Leeds all want 26-year-old Reading player and former England under-21 midfielder John Smith. Um, as you already know, Lacazette and Enketia look set to leave, people, with Enketia telling Arteta regardless he wants to keep it moving. Um, you know, apparently Mendy wants to leave Leicester. Jules Oconde says his failed move to Chelsea affected him. Apparently, De Frey has told um, Pals that he's interested in leaving Inter Milan to join Tottenham in January. Maybe he wants some better wages. Boy. What's going on here? Got a bit of a... It's frozen. Sorry, folks. Let's see what's going on. 
Phil Neville has cut 10 players from his squad after missing out on the MLS playoff and his son Harvey is set to be promoted to the first team next season. So a man who got the job of with no character, with no credentials because his friend offered it to him uh, yet again, you know, and he's promoting his brother. Napoli are working to extend the contract of 22-year-old Nigerian striker Victor Osimhen. Speaking of contract renewals, Real Madrid are trying to do the same where Luka Modric is a concern. 28-year-old Dybala and Juventus are expected to announce an extension over his contract by the end of the month, folks. So make of that what you will. That's that for the BBC. Uh, let's pause. Um, where's Gold.com's transfer rumours now? Let's refresh that page. Juventus expect to miss out on Paul Pogba, allegedly. Um, let's go all the way down. Atletico stand to rake in a lot of money next summer should Morata and Sal Niguez purchase options be triggered by Juventus and Chelsea. Atletico will earn around €75 million Euros in total should both players make their loan moves permanent. But I don't think Juventus want to and I don't think you know, Chelsea want to with Saul, really. Real Madrid snubbed 30 million euros from Roma for Vasquez. So, you know, Jose Mourinho wanted Donny. Apparently, Juventus expect to miss out on... His name's escaped. They, on Pogba, as he seems to go Real Madrid. Elmas, apparently his performances for Napoli, the, the Macedonian international, have alerted Real Madrid and Barcelona. Obviously, I swear Carlo used to work with him when he was at Napoli, so that makes sense. Chelsea allegedly are interested in a January move for um, Rabiot. Not too sure if that's true. Andy Carroll has joined Reading on a short-term contract until mid-Jan. Shout out to him. What else have we got? Apparently, Saul could even end up going to MLS or South America. What a falling off thing that was. We've heard Marseille are interested in getting Saliba on a permanent deal. I don't buy it. Apparently, Sergio Ramos will be staying at PSG. There has been reports of his contract about to get torn up, people. Um, which, again, isn't true. Apparently, Real Madrid have ended their interest in Paul Torres or Villarreal. Juventus are in talks to sign Borussia Mönchengladbach and Gladbach midfielder Denis Zakaria. That's, I think that's it. Apparently, Manchester United are set to open talks with De Gea over a contract extension. He's got two years left on his deal. They don't. They want to avoid a repeat of the Paul Pogba situation. So I wonder what that means for Dean Henderson. Jeremy Pino assigned a new deal for Villarreal as well. Apparently, Jesse Lingard's asking price has been set at ten million, with Newcastle and West Ham interested in the Manchester United player. Barcelona want Thiago loan in January, which again he hasn't hit the he hasn't hit the height since return since obviously moving to the Premier League and returning to full fitness. Um speaking of return, as I said, Juventus set to miss out on Paul Pogba. Um they believe he's heading elsewhere in 2022. So could it be a French revolution at Real Madrid? Apparently, Balogun is wanted by Middlesbrough, like clockwork, because Chris Wilder, who wanted him at Sheffield United, has now become Middlesbrough Gaffer, which we spoke about, folks. I'm trying to see if there's anything new going on. Gavi's to sign a new five-year deal shortly. Wolves apparently interested in Van der Beek. Should he be dead set on leaving? Jules Oconde is being eyed by Manchester United as a Harry Maguire replacement and have no problems over meeting his 80 million euros release clause. Apparently Spurs have turned down the chance to sign Eden Hazard but are considering a deal for Gareth Bale. Barcelona could agree to a deal to re-sign teenager Xavi Simmons from PSG. 
I mean, this guy's just going both places, really and truly. And he's, his contract's set to run up at the end of the month. Why don't you go to one of them small German clubs where they have no choice but to use you because of the lack of finances? I don't know, man, but it is what it is. That's that, or that better yet, that's that where the transfer stuff is, people. And with that, we can close that timestamp. It is what it is. Eat that. Eat that. Love it when they when they're done and they look pretty, man. Come on. You man giving me bad jokes. I ain't been listening to DG Raw. Fair enough, you know. Shout to the chat. Shout to the chat, man. Shout to the chat. Certain man like me. Bro, that's no, nah, that's the that's the that's the, the the Leicester Mendy, you know. If you're the Leicester Mendy, the Real Madrid Mendy, you're good. The Chelsea Mendy, you're good. If you're that 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 city one, bro, you need to stay in the jailhouse and get and get slashed really and truly if you if you really did that. Phil Neville doing it the right way, at least going through the media leagues and jobs by the England woman. His brother went straight. To be honest with you, uh, they both meet. They're both doing the poor thing. They both shouldn't have got it. You shouldn't have got the woman's job. You shouldn't have got the MLS job. You know, don't hate the player, hate the game. You know, you it's, it's your brethren. But that's what's when I see people like Gary Neville, when I see Phil Neville, when I see Frank Lampard, when I see Lee Johnson, this is the privilege. I'm not listen. If I have, a, do you think if I if I get somewhere in football, I'm bringing all the man them, I'm bringing all my kids, I'm bugging it, Duncan Ferguson, I'm bugging it. But I just think in this country, you know, there's not a healthy bridge. You know, it's who your, but it's not what you know, it's who you know, and it's who your dad is and things like that. And people can't help these things. You, it's the luck of the lottery. You don't, you don't know what class you're gonna be born in or the background. And I think no one quite does it like the English. And this is why it's meaty. This is why. I, there's not been an English manager off the top of my head in my lifetime, maybe not ever, if I go and look, who's won the Premier League. This is why it's me. This is why English football will never be the envy of, of the world in the same way when it was Tika Taka, when it's the German stuff, when it's the Brazilian things, when it's the Spanish, if I haven't said them, you know, Italian defending and all these things. No one wants to, no one's going to say, I want to be like Gareth Southgate and it's nothing to do with Southgate or I want to be like these guys. There's issues. No one wants to. Even no one is going to copy England's way of playing in the same way everyone wanted to defend, like the Italians play beautiful football, you know, like the like the Dutch once upon a time, ticker tacker like the Spanish, great defending like the Italians, you know. I'm I, I don't think you can copy the French tinker. I just think them are athletes, they're sick at football, you can't do that. But the French thing as well. Germany, when Muller and Ozu and Kadira and all them man were coming through, people were saying, let's go and do that. You know, it's the wrong fast tracking as well. It's not even, bro, it's just lines. It's not even fast tracking, it's just skipping lines, cutting corners, man. And it's for meaty guys as well. They're not even doing it for guys that are talented. It's for meaty brothers, like meaty individuals. And then these guys quickly clock that they're frauds and then they run away. They stop chatting shit in the socials or they make it clear like Gary Neff. He's been a lot more humble, bro. A lot more humble since he revealed himself as a dud. You know, these men, they'll fraud it as well. They'll just go and start getting these jobs where you never see what they're doing, but they'll just end up like with Gerard somehow at Leicester. I mean, at Villa. They're just part of the coaching staff. This is what some of them man there do, but it is what it is. On that note, though, people, it's been a fantastic podcast. It's been a fantastic live stream on Twitch, people. But I'm going to have to love and leave you. 
on that though, the good times are never over, people, because at 11.30, you know, Arsenal allegedly had the opportunity to sign Renato Sanchez and didn't. And Ketia wants to keep it moving. So we will be speaking about that. But I do need a favour from you lot. Big up the four people, five including myself, you have hit the like button and the eight people watching. Please go over there, hit the like button if you can't be there. Set your reminders. And obviously, people, 1 p.m., um, I'm going to have James Redmond here. We're going to talk Arsenal-Liverpool. Again, spoiler alert, but this is a little Twitch exclusive for you guys. Uh, this was actually what I was meant to say to you as well, people. Allegedly, Manchester United are close to finalising the details of a new fan share scheme pledged by their owners in the wake of this year's um, ESL Super League. Um, apparently, under the plans, an initial trance of approximately... 7.4 million of special shares would be issued and reserved for Man United fans. So that could be good. Go and get yourself a share of Man United if you're a Man United fan. But um scrolling all the way, all the way down. I forgot what I was gonna show what I was gonna what was I gonna show you lot now, people. Uh the oh yeah, that's it. The James Redmond questions. This is you know, get your questions in. I should have said, does uh, this was another thing? Can does Colour Gallagher make it at Chelsea? Um, I'll speak about that. I'll speak about that on another occasion, which I think he can, but I think he can't at the same time. Um, in fact, we'll cover that in a sec. But yeah, get your James Redmond stuff in because this is what this is their last five games. I'm going to obviously touch on that, the goals they've conceded, what he makes on Salah's contract, Edwards leaving, ambitions for Liverpool this season. What signs of improvements does he want to see from Liverpool going there? You know, why did Liverpool drop points against Brighton and West Ham? Injuries, concerns over Mane and Firmino. Who is Liverpool's most important player at this moment? I didn't ask who the best. I said who's the most important. And I think you can say Salah. Salah is going to be a lot of people's interest. But what I mean is, if one guy's not there, can who, you know, does the system function? Could it be Van Dijk? Could it be Alisson? Could it be Fabinho? Could it be Henderson? Could it be Trent? Do you get it, people? So we're gonna get oh, we're gonna go over that as well, people. Um, so yeah, James Redmond's at one 1 p.m. 11:30 to around 12, 12:45, almost instantly on YouTube. And then I think that's it. But just before we we get out of here, people, I never like to, you know me, I always say if I write something down that I want to speak to you lot about, I don't like to just forget it and things. And again, I wanted to offer, I just wanted to bounce some thoughts off you guys about Colin Gallagher. Now, I think Colin Gallagher has a, has a future at Chelsea and I think he's got a future at Chelsea. First and foremost, he's a good player. I've seen him play well at Chelsea's Youth Academy and them things there. Um, he's a very good player. He, he, he captures typically what you like in an English midfielder. He, for me, he captures what Chelsea want. It seems like he can have a spot there. The only reason I can see him not making it at Chelsea is because he might not play week in, week out. Like if he goes back there next season. Fair enough. Kovacic, uh, Kovacic, Jorginho, they play different roles. They're better. They're way more progressive passers than him. It's not that Gallagher can't do that. That's just not him in it. He's more industry. He's more piano pusher than a piano player. He does have technical ability, but again, Chelsea are European champions trying to fight for the league. There's levels. The only thing I see, um, I can see going against him is, you know, he might at this moment in time have to be a squad player because there's a lot of bodies in that Chelsea midfield and who, who knows who else they're going to bring in. Um, I do think he has a chance. You know, Again, fair enough, it's probably his third loan spell. He did well at Swansea. Him and Ainsley Maitland now is like anyone at West Brom didn't do much, but it's experience. 
and he's doing his thing at, at, at Palace at this moment in time um, where obviously, you know, he's putting himself in the window and Chelsea either going to get a first-team player or someone that's going to make profit. I think he's very industrious. I think he's very brave. I think he's more of a piano pusher than a piano player. And I think when you look at Chelsea, they have a lot of cute midfielders. I think he's someone that can help them with that. He's homegrown. The only problem I could see is there's there's bodies in front of him. He's made more noise than Billy Gilmore on loan. And fair enough, this is Billy Gilmore's third loan. But you've got Billy Gilmore, you've got him, you've got Lost His Cheek, you've got Kovacic, you've got Havertz who can play in a bunch of roles. You've got um, Jorginho, you know. You've got Saul at least on loan. You've got a bag. Of, you've got Barkley there still. You've got other players, and the young G's are fighting themselves as well. So I think there's no reason Colin Gallagher can't make it at Chelsea. But I don't think we can say definitively because I don't think it's an ability thing. I just think it's a numbers game. He, there might be a role for him, you know. But beyond being a squad player, it might be something different, man. He's a big player, man. I like him a lot, really. So yeah, hopefully he does his thing. Definitely, hopefully not for Chelsea. Gallagher make it at Chelsea. Call it that. Yeah, that's cool, man. I watch him every week with Palace. Big, big fan. He's a good player. Ain't seen enough yet to fully judge him. He was very good versus us in City. Bro, he's a he's a typical English midfielder. I like it a lot. But again, what goes against him is obviously you're coming for a team that, you know, everybody wants all the young players, but you're expected to compete. It's difficult. What I think that well, they probably have given him a new deal and looked after themselves in that regards. You know, again, all he's got to do is just keep playing. Who knows? Maybe, maybe get him alone. If he's not going to play at Chelsea, maybe a loan spell to respectfully, you know, Palace are doing things, but maybe to a team where they're expected to be on the front foot a bit more, maybe even a European loan. Is there someone that's going to, can you, you know, you remember Mount went Vitesse. I'm not saying go Vitesse, but he played in Europa League. Could you loan him there? If I'm West Ham, I'm trying to do a thing there. Or if I'm West Ham, you know, I know Chelsea want Declan Rice. If they're trying to sell Declan Rice, I'm saying, listen, you might as well run us 50 million and, and Gallagher and we'll work, work with that. You know, I want to see Gallagher in a, with exceptions to Palace. I want to see Gallagher in a team that's week in, week out. They're more going to be on the front foot versus the dogfighting that he was at, at West Brom. Swansea weren't really that. And Palace is a mixture of the two. Let's be honest, the priority for Palace is to stay, into, is to stay in the division, no matter how good they've been. I think the man's got ability. But again, you know, that's all, all the only things he can be accountable for is ability, consistency and developing. All the other things go down to other variables. And I think for what he can be, he can do his thing, man. In 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 that regards. So we have to see what's going on in that regards. We need to adopt Chelsea's loan system and be proactive with it. Arsenal needs a striker like Vedat Mikiri. Oh, I don't know about that, but fair play to you, my guy. Finished careers, get managerial job, failed and go into punditry. Yeah, and just talk nonsense or just go and talk shite and talk nonsense. It's one of them, whichever one works for you, I guess, in it. But on that note, like I said, man, I need this. We covered Gallagher quickly because I didn't want to leave you lot hanging. I said I was going to speak about it and, you know, you need to set, when you set goals, you need to do it. On that though, people, I'm going to be live at 11.30 on YouTube. Make sure you've opened up another tab. You've set the like button. You've hit the like button. You've set your reminders and things. Check out the you check out the Twitch schedule. Set your reminders on such as well, people, because again, 1 p.m. I'm going to have James Redmond. We're going to talk Arsenal, Liverpool. So yeah, man, content, content, content. Two more live streams. Let's keep going, people. And then I'm off to the gym after that. So what, 2 p.m.? 
was going to try to play football manager, but man, have to do the gym, the, the, the gym thing. Gilmore's a baller, you know. And one thing I hope Dean Smith does is play, man. Gilmore's a baller, but you know, you can't be a baller with not playing. He needs to play, he needs to be out of his comfort zone, you know, because nine times out of ten. He's played when he's at Chelsea where they're dominating, where they're dominating possession or, you know, where he's got a million years. You know, he's having to play completely different. He's in a dogfight. And I think there's a lot that Norwich can teach Gilmore and Gilmore can teach Norwich. And I like Billy Gilmore. I think he's a very good footballer and I don't like when good footballers don't play. So I hope he can really and truly. But on that topic, it is what it is. I don't think anybody cussed Chelsea's loan system with any malice. It was fun to call them a loan army, but you can't look at them and, and have anything but admiration for it. Yes, from a if I was an advisor of any of these players or whatever, you look like cattle, but Chelsea control the variables. If men are going to develop, we're going to give a chance. Well, when Chelsea sell players, obviously there's some occasions, but there's very rare opportunities where Chelsea sell don't, don't get a decent bargain. Fair enough. Livermento, it might look like pennies, you know, five million, but five million for a player that's never kicked first team football, you know, is a good deal. Arsenal are not getting that. Bare other teams are not getting that. Of course, you're going to have the Musialas. You're going to have times it don't work out. You're going to have L's. But Chelsea are very proactive. And that's what it should be. You know, the first job is for a player to progress to the first team. If that cannot happen, go and have a some something else. Where You know, Chelsea are the new United, in my opinion, in a sense of when United had players coming through their academy, if they didn't make it at Old Trafford necessarily, they would wind up somewhere and play at decent levels. And you see that with Chelsea. Not everyone's going to make it, you know. For whatever reason, rightly or wrongly, you're going to have, you know, not every Billy Gilmore that comes through that system is going to make it. You're going to get them to Maury's. They're going to be sold on. Other things are going to happen. You can't have everyone making it, you know. Look at right back. You can't have Lamptey, Reese James, Dijon Sterling, who's behind all of them, and Lever Mentol, and this and that. You can't have all of it. It don't work out, you know. That Borgia brother, I don't know if he makes it at Chelsea, but you can imagine Chelsea are going to make a little 20 mil off him really and truly so it is what it is and half the time these guys are released from Chelsea or they've left Chelsea at a young age and they pop about so Cobham are developing monsters in it but on a serious note people I keep saying I'm gonna get out of here let me go prepare for YouTube set up a tab I appreciate you said they're watching it on the on the watch back playback better yet Josh I appreciate that I appreciate you for being here you know big up everyone that's here you know as I said I hope everyone reaches their goals hopes dreams and aspirations and and whatnot people I hope everyone's having a good week and has a better week but on that not topic now I'm going to have to love and leave you lot, man. As the Nightbot has said, for extra live streams and videos, subscribe to me on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing and following on Twitch. God bless. I'm out, people. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs>